What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo. I am Dramos, of course. And first things first, um, if I sound a little crazy, my voice sounds a little crazy, I am still just getting over my nasty little sinus infection, so I apologize. Uh, one of my ears is is like still like blocked, like I can't hear properly out of it. It really just throws me off also when it comes to speaking. I feel like I'm yelling at all times. But anyway, you know, show must go on. And I'm really excited about today's show about our guest that we're going to have on. And I thought it was a really good way to get into Financial Literacy Month, which uh, is is beginning in April. So we're, you know, we're a little bit early on it, but I wanted to get him on the show. He is um, the the owner of uh, of of One World Peace Clothing Company, and also just an entrepreneur in general. He uh, has his own print shop where he does merchandise for for other brands. And uh, I just think he had a really interesting story coming from uh, a rough neighborhood in in the Los Angeles area, and he's also big on on giving back. You know, that's been a part of his brand since day one. Was was wanting to give back to the the youth of LA with every uh, sale that he that he made, and I just thought it was a really dope story of of somebody from our community who is is not only finding success, but at the same time is finding a way to give back, you know, to their own, um, you know, in, in the midst of of living out their dreams, which I think is is something I'd hope we're all striving for, right? That we're not just trying to get rich for the sake of getting rich, but but also wanting to use those powers that that come along with it, you know, for for good at the end of the day. So my guest today is Marvin Pantaleon. I don't think I, I said his name uh, in that little intro, but yeah, I'm excited to get into this whole conversation. And I think this whole episode, is, you know, the the general consensus to me is also about like being unafraid to take a risk, right? And I think that's the uh, the thing that holds so many of us back from from you know, chasing our dreams and, and living out the, the life we've always wanted is that we're, we're scared to make that initial leap because um, it's not easy. 
you know, and you have to have like this blind faith, which is really difficult, particularly with how society tells us life is supposed to be, how our community has limiting beliefs, you know, all of the above. Um, so hopefully this inspires you to make that leap towards whatever it is that you want uh, in this in this life. Now, without further ado, let's get into my conversation today with our guest for our Mi Gente segment. Mi Gente! My guest today is the owner and founder of the clothing company One World Peace, Marvin Pantaleon. How you feeling, my bro? Yeah, what's up, bro? How's it going, man? I'm feeling good. I'm good. I'm good, man. Listen, I'm I'm excited to to have you on the show because uh, we're we're like a couple of days early, but April is Financial Literacy Month, and I always for for this month try to put people onto some game, uh, and I think. Someone who's an entrepreneur can can definitely be incredibly inspiring. So I think you you know uh, we're gonna have a real good conversation in regards to that. Hopefully, inspire some people to start uh, start their own business in the same way you have. Right. No, for sure, man. I'm all for that. I know the the company's got a really dope kind of backstory as far as like the mission that you have and all the outreach that you're trying to do with helping out the local community. But I want to kind of first just start what uh, around the formation of it because if I'm not mistaken this whole thing came about after you you lost your job yeah yeah pretty much man it happened uh after i lost the job i was working back uh back in my hometown man you know mm-hmm. um i was just tired of working that nine to five life bro you know so i was trying to figure out what else i could do something that you know i'm passionate about or something that i feel proud of you know so that's yeah. how i kind of found, found my passion to do this you know at the time what were you doing? What was that other job? Uh, well, I was working uh, security at a shoe store. At a shoe store. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so I was gonna say is nothing kind of something to do in fashion, but but not necessarily on the uh, the creative side of it. Nah, for sure, man. I I used to see how uh how people used to react to certain shoes that they would buy, but what really inspired me was during summertime. Yeah. Um, you know, they're sending backpacks and I went to go see how, how much they cost. And I saw a Kevin yeah. Durant backpack for like 80 bucks. And I was like, mm. damn, you know, we have to do yeah. something about this. So that inspired me to create my clothing brand to give a seller shirt and give a backpack to a student in my community. So that's pretty much where the idea started, you know. Damn. So from from the start, that has it like. It's been hand in hand with with giving back for you. It has. It wasn't just like you started doing clothing line and then you added that to it. That was kind of a part of the whole process to begin with. Yeah, for sure. Because I always wanted to make something in my community. You know, I used to play high school football, so yeah, you know, that's kind of where I got some of my um, dedication and stuff. You know, like that's where I learned how to be disciplined. You know. Kind of taught me a mentality, bro. You know. Yeah, I mean, but I think that's that's probably one of the hardest things to to learn right because everybody wants to be an entrepreneur everybody wants to start their own business they want to work for themselves they don't want to work a nine to five but there's a a a discipline that has to happen because as fucked up as it sounds right it's so much easier to just have somebody tell you where you have to be every day and what you have to do than it is to to be the one to tell yourself that right for whatever reason like we will, we will, you know, be nervous about not, you know, showing up for work or nervous about disappointing our boss. But when it comes to ourselves and we're, the, you know, we have no problem kind of letting ourselves down to a degree. 
Yeah, but now it's having control of your of that decision, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, that right, right, right. Well, that that that's you know you you gotta you gotta you know understand all the the responsibility that comes along with making that decision, right? So I mean, for you, what were like the the first steps at that point, right? Because you you lose your job, you got the idea that like, all right, I want to do something um, with clothing, but I also want to make sure I'm giving back while doing it. What are then like the the first steps that you're you're taking? Yeah, so my first steps is um, figuring out how, pretty much, you know, how I could uh, start my clothing. Like, how yeah. can I start my clothing for, all I had in my time, at the time was $100. After mm. my, my job, I got my check, and all I had was $100 to invest. So I was trying to figure out Damn. where I could go get my $100 started. So I yeah. went to down, I live in downtown, I live nearby downtown LA right. at the time. Um, I went to downtown to go figure out the wholesale district and mm -hmm. I ran into a lady who was willing to work with me for a hundred dollars to start my shirts, you know? Really? So what is she? She's a printer? Yeah, she's a printer back in the day, back in 2014. So she gave yeah. me a shot, man. She's like, you know what? I like your story, what you're doing, you know? Yeah. So pretty much, dude, like a lot of ways for me, like how I maneuvered through this in the beginning was um, using my purpose, my story to stand mm. on to move around and you know people at the time i was 21 um people kind of saw me as a young kid that was ambition so i kind of yeah. feel like she saw that in me and she said i'll work with you i'll make 12 shirts for 100 bucks and that's wow. where pretty much i got everything going so what so like what were you you basically were just going out there and you were you were telling your story to anybody that would listen basically right like you were being unafraid about sharing it yeah yeah, at the time, yeah, at the time, I was just uh, excited, you know, to get this going, you know. <laughs> right, right, and but uh, I and I think that's like the um, the biggest part is is I think also like you have to be unafraid to share your ideas, but also you know it's because you don't know who's listening, who's there, who can help you, who who might be willing to help you. Like you know, closed mouths don't get fed, as they say, right? No, so you. Sure. You know, you you gotta just be, especially at the beginning when you don't when you don't have much in terms of leverage. Like you gotta just appeal to people as, as human beings at the end of the day, right? And make that that human connection with um sure. with someone. Which I think a lot of people, particularly in today's like social media era, we forget that there's human beings on the, on the other side of those screens, right? And like yeah. that that that's like the to me when I I look back on my career, the biggest you know. Uh, Thing that I've had going for me was just the human interactions that I made, right? That's like majority of the reason why I'm here. Like, I first and foremost, I that I had to get a shot, right? And what got me the shot was like just being a normal, decent human being that would like just talk to somebody and appeal to them as another person. Yeah, no, no, you're right, bro. A lot of people forget, you know, we that connection, that human connection, you know, that um, we can all relate, you know. Yeah, I'm sure she probably saw something in her of, of me being that young because I see it in other young kids that are young entrepreneurs, you know, I'm like, man, it reminds me of me, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, man. I, I, I think I, I always say too, I think for me, people will generally like help out somebody that they actually fuck with as a person that they would like would even in a job setting, like they're going to want to be, you know, they want you to, they want to be around people that they like, right. At the end of the day, we all do. None of us want to be like sitting around, uh, you know, a bunch of assholes who just happen to be good at what they're doing. Like I would much rather take, a slightly less experienced or talented person who I genuinely get along with and, and have them be a part of what I'm doing. So I, again, I think 
that human interaction is just so important and so many people forget about that. Yeah, I know that definitely right, bro. So so then I right, so you you get what you said, twelve shirts for the hundred bucks? Yeah, yeah, twelve shirts for the hundred bucks. You know, a week passes by, get my twelve shirts. Yeah. Now now the fun part starts. How am I gonna sell this, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and break that break that down the first uh the first few sales because twelve it, it's not a large number, but when you have no no like sales in, in the past, right? And you know, people don't know about your brand. And and even when you're first starting out, you might be a little bit nervous to like be pitching to those around you, right? I know for me, whenever I like would start something new or drop something new, like I would be scared to like market myself because then I'm scared I'm gonna get judged if it, somebody doesn't like it or, you know, whatever. It's putting your creative work out there. Was there any of that for you? I mean, how did you kind of go about moving these these first twelve shirts? Oh, yeah. Um yeah, back in the day, you know, you really have to believe in yourself first and foremost. You know, you really have to believe behind the product you're going to introduce yourself, you know? Right. So I really like, man, I was so passionate, bro. I pretty much told my story to the people around me, which were my friends, family, you know, which were yeah. my first customers, you know? And um, I knew some people were going to support. So why not pitch to my loved ones? So from there, you know, that's how I started by reaching out to people I knew, you know? Yeah, I mean, okay, so then now you, you flip the 12 shirts. What's the, the next step after that? those 12 shirts are flipped? The next step, pretty much, yeah, it was pretty much almost 10 years ago. So, yeah, the next step was <laughs> save that money and go back to that printer lady. And um, I brought her more shirts, you know. So we're just pretty much reaching out to whoever we could. You know, I would go to um skate parks, high schools, you know, reaching out to different people in the community man try to make awareness of what i was doing you know did you have um did you have like a well thought out plan or were you just kind of like winging it at the time um well my plan was to do that summer event which had me mm -hmm. focus and um pretty much my in a way i was winging it out just having hope in what i was yeah. doing you know pretty much standing in what i believed in man hoping i could get to that summer event the thing was like Man, I'm doing something positive. How how can people not stand behind this? You know, so that's how I felt at the time. You know, and what was the the summer event was to what pass out the backpacks? Yeah, yeah, and that was crazy, dude. That was probably like the toughest mission ever because um, I had a meeting with the mayor at the time. I'm from South Bay, yeah. California, and uh, I went with a piece of paper, bro. All it said was like my mission statement and the logo, and it looked <laughs> kind of unprofessional. You you know at the time i don't know how to use uh art and he's like yeah. um do you have a 501 c3 nonprofit? this and that i'm like yeah nah man I, you know i just have a dream because i like <laughs> yeah you know it costs money to do this and that and it, it kind of discouraged me but then yeah. it, it also, that moment it inspired me to go even harder so i went um and told my supporters which was like local moms and things like that that mm -hmm. i just got denied by the mayor so uh it was crazy, dude, because um, at that time, I had the courage to go to City Hall. They were having a meeting, mm -hmm. and um, I stood up and spoke about why my event mattered, you know, and why mm -hmm. the community need the community needs this, you know. So they pretty much related back to going to, you know, that human connection, you know. Right. They they felt that like, wow, look at this young kid. He wants to make a difference in the community. So they got my support, and they allowed me to do that event for free bro 
you know. Oh, so like you didn't have to pay for permits or anything like that. Nah, dude, that was like a blessing right there, you know. And that moment just inspired me to just become a better creator, you know. After that, yeah, I, I think one thing that is sticking out to me because when you go into those rooms, people are gonna try to make you feel dumb, right? So they're telling you you don't got all the shit that you need, the five one two three and 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 all that kind of stuff, right? But like, you know, at, at the end of the day, I think, like you said, a lot of people would be slightly discouraged. I know I've had instances like that where somebody told made me feel dumb and then was telling me that I don't know what I'm doing and like I can't do it the way that I thought I was going to do it. Right. And right. I think there's there's obviously information and knowledge to be learned from what you don't know. But at the same time, just because someone else is used to doing something a certain way doesn't mean that that is the only way for you to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like. That that is what often happens with people, especially when we are talking to somebody who is in a position of power um, on the path to what we're doing. We allow their like, man, they're, they're probably at this point jaded to everything. You know what I'm saying? This is a job for them. They they're so used to doing things that they, the way they do it. We allow their opinion to kind of discourage us and think that there's no other possible way to do something like if you keep grinding it out and, and you refuse to give up on it, you're going to figure out a pathway towards it at some point somehow. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Uh, you know, you know, you ever seen that meme, bro, where it's uh, like that person's digging, digging, digging. Yeah. And one of them quits, but then the, yeah. he was so close, you know. Like that thing inspired me at the time, bro. Like, you know, like I'm going to keep digging till I find gold, right. whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, that this book, They Can Grow Rich. They have a story of a dude who bought like. Uh, this is back when like the gold rush was happening. He bought a mine and he was drilling, 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 never found any gold. So he gave up and sold it to somebody and they decided just for the hell of it to drill a little bit more. And they hit gold like, you know, uh, right away on that. Right. Cause they, all that guy had to do was just not give up on what he was what he was doing. And I think yeah. the the other thing that stuck out to me was like you got this bigger goal in mind, which which obviously is kind of like your guiding light, your North Star. But you don't have. You don't have to have everything else figured out around it, right? I feel like so many people get get caught up in that planning phase that they don't actually end up taking action because they just keep creating excuses as to why they're not ready to do it. And I'm like a firm believer of, you know, oftentimes you just got to do stuff before you're ready. Uh, for sure. Let's also talk a bit about about your background, though, because did you did you come from a family of like entrepreneurs? I mean, tell me about a bit about your your upbringing. Yeah, man. So I grew up, you know, oldest brother of four, single mom, mm. you know. So, um, yeah, you know, I had some uncles, man, that were like entrepreneur mentality, you know. Yeah. Um, My uncle, one of my uncles used to uh, pretty much work at a fashion, I would say. He used to buy wholesale jeans and resell them. And I remember mm. he was trying to start his own bag line, you know. Mm. So that kind of always inspired me, like, he was always chasing the American dream, you know? So yeah. it always stood in my mind, like, you know, it's possible because he's an immigrant from Nicaragua. So mm. whatever success he met in his life, like, that's a success coming from where he comes from, you know? So it's like, yeah. that always inspired me, you know? Or my other uncle that's a graphic designer, you know? He taught me, too, that uh, you got to cut the middle, man, you know? <laughs> mm. So that I was like that. Business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like that a lot. Cutting cutting the minimum. I want to get back to that, but I want to I want to ask you about being the oldest uh, uh, amongst a single you know single mother household. Was there? I don't know it's got it's 
it's it's two ways it could happen, right? Either that could motivate you to, you know, make shit happen or or it could also like guilt you into thinking you need to play it safe to, you know, make sure that you're not, um, you know, you, it's like almost like it's like the immigrant story. You know, many of our parents felt like they they didn't have the luxury of chasing your dreams. Right. That was something that like, you know, that was for people who are of privilege that, that it's a privilege to go after your dream and make a living doing something you love. Right. So, I mean, how do you how did you kind of work through that mentality or was that never even a thought in your head? No, nah, no, nah, for sure. That was always a thought, too, coming from, you know, an Hispanic background. You know, mm-hmm. we're taught to work hard, get a good job, you know, right. That right. stuff isn't really possible, you know, like like yeah. you said, it's a privilege in a way. And it makes sense, dude, because you really got to invest in yourself, you know, as you grow. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, bro. You know, it's. You just got to chase your dream, bro, you know? That's really what it is, you know? You got to believe in yourself. And um, I just took risks, bro. When I turned 18, I moved out of my mom's to try to figure it out, you know? And uh, mm. grow as a own, grow as my own man because my dad wasn't really around like that. So, you know, you take sacrifices in life and uh, you figure it out, you know? That's what I tell my yeah. young friends, you know, growing up, bro, like, somehow you got to figure it out and you got to learn to do the right thing you know we'll we'll take a quick break here we'll take a pause and then we'll be right back as an actor a producer and a proud latino father my days can get very busy which is why i make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work sharing my colombian and venezuelan culture and being present for my family which is everything to me hey everyone it's wilmer valderrama And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcast. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days, like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag-A-Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. All right, we are back. And I know you talk a lot about L.A. and obviously the youth are in the area are, are a big kind of focus for you. I mean, I guess what what is it about, aside from the fact that you're, you're from there, that you you feel like you like that is calling you to to kind of do that, you know what I mean? Like, what is what is kind of going on there that you see a lot of people fall into the trap of? Yeah, bro, it's like the same cycle that you kind of see, man. Like a lot of negative negative influences, you know, especially in our community. Like, hmm. it's not much positive role models teaching the youth a better way to get out, you know. And I hmm. kind of, in a way, feel like it's possibly like our background fault for being stuck in one dimension you know that mm. that uh the only way we can make it out is by working and getting a good job and working for the man you know mm. in a way that always kept us closed-minded you know and uh you know because when you see the grass on the other side you're like shit man why can't we have that you know right it's possible bro you, there's many success stories that made it out the hood or whatever you know and uh that always kept me inspired you know yeah, there's something I, I'm, I'm when you're saying that I'm thinking of my dad where he would always sort of whenever I would point out a successful person or whatever, or he would see somebody on TV, he, his immediate thing was, oh, they must have been born into money. You know what I'm saying? So like it, it was like this limiting belief that like, nah, that's not for us. You know what I mean? Like that was only only for people who were who were born into some sort of money or a privileged family. Um, and, and the rest of us just got just got to grind it out. But you're right. It's like that's such a toxic belief system for us to have and it is, it is kind of how we shoot ourselves in the foot almost yeah yeah man and that i feel like that sets us back as a as a community you know sets yeah. us back, bro, yeah. uh, we could we do have the pot the power to do better you know as a community you know but i i feel like there's not many leaders brother you know like Mm. There's not many leaders out there really standing for what's right, you know? Yeah. And uh, we can only do so much as individuals, you know? Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, you know, I, what, what's coming to my mind right now that I, I'd like to get your take as somebody from L.A. because you're talking about leaders. You see somebody like Nipsey, right, who was who was also, you know, the, of that same mindset uh, of the community and um and wanting to be that person who who never left and is a martyr for the community type of thing um but what's fucked up is that unfortunately like in history those who have decided to stand up for everybody uh ultimately end up paying like the most tragic price you know what i mean it, it's like a it's a weird i don't know it's just a fucking weird glitch in 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 life almost you know what i mean that like can easily make you very cynical and just be like fuck it i'm gonna stay in my own lane and do my own thing because Look what happens to those who uh, d who decide they're going to speak out or be that person who's yeah. always out there doing something. Yeah, and that, isn't that crazy, right? Like that that scares me a lot too. Sometimes, man, from sometimes being great, you know. Yeah. Because it's like shoot, you know, we got a family, we got loved ones, but at the end of the mm -hmm. day, bro, like, like going back to why I started this, 
and to where I'm at today, it's like, like, man, like you just gotta keep going, bro. You know, like yeah. in the way you gotta believe in God. Me personally, you know, like sure guides you through this, bro. And uh, you can't be scared, brother. You gotta stand for what you believe in. You know. Yeah, and and I think at the end of the day, like you look at somebody like Nip, and it's a tragic story. And of course, his loved ones would want him to be here with them. But also, it's like that dude, he had a life that was worth living, right? Like, like he lived life, you know, he made the most of, of his life. And that was, regardless if it was cut short, you know, unfortunately, his time that he did have here was the, the most was made out of it. You know what I'm saying? And like his legacy continues to live on through, you know, whoever is inspired by him, myself included, uh, by, sure. you know, and so many other people who didn't even know him, right? And, and it's like, as sad as it is that he's not here, it's also like, man, like, that's a great I, if, if I could say that when I'm whenever my last day is that, like, I truly made the most of my time here. And yeah. I know that I, I left the world a slightly better place than it was prior to. Like, that, that's all you could really ask for. You know, any anything else other than that? It's like that's not for us to, to kind of decide. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Even if it's one person, you know, you inspire and change their life, bro. You know? Yeah. Like with this yeah. one, bro, you know, you're allowing me to share my story. Like I appreciate that, bro. You know? And no, um, of of course, man. Yeah. It's 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 important, bro, because it's it's like you said, it takes more than one person at the end of the day, right? Like, you know, you and I aren't aren't gonna solve all the problems within our community by ourselves. It takes all of us kind of coming together and taking the responsibility, right? And I think I think even when it comes to business, right? Because it's like Everybody thinks of business in like the American capitalistic way, right? It's like this dirty word. It's like, you know, the only way to find success is step on everybody on your way up, right? That's the only thing you can do is it's, it's a dog eat dog world. Yeah. But I think, you know, when you, you look at things like what, what you're doing, it's like now like we can find success. We can make a living doing what we love doing. We can feed our families and still on top of that, be giving back something positive for people. It doesn't have to be one or the other, right? It doesn't, you don't have to be, you know, struggling to, but helping people, you know, you can find success and still be, be giving back and doing something positive. No, that's for sure, bro. You know, I mean, everything has its pros and cons, you know, and the choices you make, you know, sure. like I choose to move like that. Sure. You could step over people, but morally I feel like it's not the right thing to do. And uh, you could try to find some type of gray space in between in business for me yeah. personally, you know, um, I mean, business is in a way um, brutal as well. You know, it, it, it's stressful. You know, yeah. But but it's uh, it's part of the game, bro. You know, we know what we get into when we get in business. You know, compared to when I started, I jumped in it as a naive kid. But yeah, you know, as you keep going, you realize. You, in order for you to succeed, there's certain things you have to do, you know, and that's staying firm, bro, you know, in business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it is a balance because you also don't want to get taken advantage of. Right. This is it is uh, your job at the end of the day. So, like, you can't be just giving everything away. You can't give the house away. Right. Sure. Uh, and and oh, people, yeah. will, people will try to take advantage of that, of your sure. kindness. Right. So it is that yeah. that that balance at the end of the day um, that that is, is really hard to do. But. Also, I mean, in in the I, in in the topic of, of running a business, when you I love what you said about cutting at the middleman, right? Because that's something that I believe in. You know, where 
uh, you know, and I'm, I refuse to like pay for a podcast studio. I'm going to build out my own. You know what I mean? I'm cutting out that, for that sure. unnecessary thing for me. Um, but so for you, what, what does that mean? Like how, how has that shown up in you building this business and, and having that mindset? Yeah, man. Um, it definitely for my industry, when I started my clothing brand, I had that lady making my shirts. Yeah. Um, the thing that I didn't really like, which learning business is, uh, the way it comes out in the production time, it was taking mm. too long and mm-hmm. my people needed the shirts yesterday. Right. You know? Right. But it's something you learn in business, you know? So I, at that point, I thought, hey, if she can make shirts, I can make shirts. Mm-hmm. So once again, you know, I uh, saved up some money and invested in a machine and just went all in, bro. The following year, I just taught myself how to uh, do this. And I learned everything on YouTube, you know? Mm. And then now, do you run like, um, I think you, you do production for other people's brands as well too, right? Yeah, man. So, you know, that's pretty much a great thing that happened, bro. I taught myself a skill, a lifetime skill, you mm. know, that I can now feed myself, you know, so um, live off of my creations, really, by um, teaching myself how to make this stuff, bro. It took time to get to this point, but, you know, I took that leap of faith. Yeah. And and, and you gave yourself another stream of, of revenue, right? So, like, and and then that takes the pressure off of the thing that you're passionate about. That doesn't have to just be your only source of income, right? So like you've alleviated that pressure. I think a lot of times as creatives, people get caught up in just being focused on the one thing that they love doing and not seeing the yeah. other opportunities that are around them, you know? And that's why yeah. you have people who are like the Jay-Z's of the world because he he not only wanted to be the artist, but then he also wanted to be the executive behind everything else that he was doing, right? And that's sure. why he's elevated to the way he is. And that's why there are other, so many other artists that are now, uh, you know, yeah. broke because they never thought beyond just that one thing. And, and you know, yeah. uh, they, they never thought beyond like, OK, what happens when I'm no longer the hottest, you know, artist in the game and those checks aren't coming in the way they used to anymore. Right. Like that's that's you got to have that bigger vision of thinking, which I think is, is genius. I love that. you're That's what you do, too. Yeah. And it's great, bro, because I get to work with different people that you know, inspired me as well and different creators. Like I got to work and make merch for the comedy store. You know, mm. it's uh, one yeah. of the biggest comedy clubs in the world, bro. You know, and um, that taught me a lot, bro, because I worked with different people during that time that like it humbled me, man. I used to be around Joe Rogan, seeing him mm-hmm. go up. Like, right. how can I feel so up here when I'm like, Nowhere near that guy. You know right. Joe Rogan, man. Of you know, course. Podcast, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, why am I going to feel so like, man, you know, I just went to Europe. Like, you know, I just, you know, like, that's what my skill kind of taught me, bro. You know, being around different environments, you know, making clothes for comics. You know, right now I'm working on a project for this up and coming comic. Her name's Jetski Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing like a, like a drop for her merch and um she wants to do something that's just not any like typical merch you know she wants right. to work on like a collection so you know that's pretty cool you know that my talent kind of got me there you know like because yeah. you're right i used to think like oh yeah it's just my brand like my like a rapper you know like right all they worried about was that song but they never focus on you know yeah let yeah. me see if i could get behind this record and you know put, 
like DJ Khaled and things like mm-hmm. that, man. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah, I mean, I and I think it's like it, you because you're talking about like you went to Europe and you did the uh, you know fashion show in uh, was it Paris? If I'm not mistaken, right? Um, yeah. So it's like it's easy to get gassed up over your accomplishments as well, and I think that that's something people have to kind of be aware of um as well as like you know it's not always about the sexy part of the job the part that impresses everybody you know what i'm saying like at the end of the day like the shit that you do behind the scenes that nobody sees like that's the most probably important part to any business you know what i'm saying it's it's everything you're putting into it behind it and when you start getting too caught up in like all the hype or any of these things you you start thinking you're above having to do some of that grunt work or that that hard leg work and that's an easy way to like you know, if you did, are lucky enough to find any success, it's an easy way to then quickly lose it because you're, you're not going to be consistent and, and disciplined like we were talking about when we started. Yep. No, that's that's a fact, bro. That's why it's 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 like a game, man. You know, mm-hmm. like you got to stay focused, bro. You know, got to have that mamba mentality. Right. Right. No, that that <laughs> yeah, that's real, a, I I love that as well because you know you got Kobe who's already you know like one of the best players in the world, but he's still going to the gym at 4 a.m. and shooting, you know, whatever it is, a thousand shots, right? Like, he's Kobe Bryant. He's an mm-hmm. all-star. He he was already, you know, he didn't have to do that. He had nothing left to prove, but he still was treating it like he was this, you know, young kid that still had to improve to, to be able to compete at that high of a level. And, like, that's why he's great. That's what greatness is right there, is, like, being unafraid to do the, you know, take the shots when the cameras aren't rolling. Ah, uh, for sure, bro. You know, and um, one key thing I think too, bro, about business is ownership, man. It's mm. having ownership behind what you do. You know, having control of your leverage. You know, your business. You know. Yeah, I think yeah. that's one key, thing, bro. Yeah. No, I think that's a, a a great a great kind of point at the end of the day because it's like you know they call it IP intellectual property. Like that's your most powerful asset because nobody can can you know, recreate the way your mind thinks or what you conceptualize, right? But they can, uh, if, if you sell them that, then they can basically own the, everything that you've created at that point and, and act as if, you know, they are, they are you, right? Like, you know, they can, uh, you know, if my podcast was owned by somebody else, they can replace me and just drop somebody else in here because they own that, you know, that property, that name at that point, you know? So it's like, you gotta be, mindful of not giving that up and understanding what's really important you know if you're trying to do things like this for the long run because it's easy when people are waving a check in your face or um you know and you're you're struggling still you're just going to give give up everything at that point just to, for an opportunity but you know i think in general it's like you got to remember the long game of what you're trying to achieve and you got to have enough confidence and faith in yourself that like this isn't going to be the only offer you get or the only opportunity and you got to hold out for the one that make sense for for you in the future and what you have as you know your version of success right Right. yeah and that goes to like knowing your worth you know and Mm. your value really you know yeah yeah absolutely so i mean i i so you i I love how you've gone to then Mm. beyond just the clothing you're also doing production for other people and then i also saw that you got uh like a brick and mortar store as well right like uh what is one world uh piece unity shop so talk talk a bit yeah. about that of of like the mindset behind then wanting to move into having an actual brick and mortar space, uh, you know that people can go yeah. to. Yeah, man. So you know the pandemic happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> a yeah. lot of things went down. So you know the perfect opportunity happened when I saw this business shut down. Mm. You know I've, I've always in a way wanted a store, but prior to that, they're saying it's risky. But right. you know I saw I saw opportunity when I saw 
that store. So I ended up, you know, getting a store where I feel will be good for creators, you know, because my clothing store is just not for me. It's actually like an open store for other creators to have mm. a home, you know. Mm. So that I went with that mentality, you know, just like in everything, you know, we all help each other grow, you know. And, uh, you know, it's a challenge, but, you know, it, it, it's good, man. At the end of the day, it's good because uh, I see the progress happening, you know, just like with anything. We started from here and yeah. gradually we're starting to go up, you know. But yeah, and it's that, that right community here. as well. I want to make sure you that, that that's what you're talking about is like building a space. And it's not just it's, it's again, it's like giving up ego a little bit. Right. It's not just about me. It's about something bigger. And that's really how you begin to build like this, you know, core of people that fuck with you, but also that you're then also able to give something back as well. No, for sure, man. And I understood that because I'm like, I can't go into this shop just about me. Mm. I mean, it's cool and stuff. You know, but at the end of the day, like, it's not about me, man, because what's going to build this is the people around right. what I'm giving, you know, like what I have to offer, you know, place for people to come shop, dress good, maybe get their clothing made, maybe give them a shelf space, you know, just that's really the, the fun part, you know, just helping people out, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and also, you never know who you're helping that then what the fuck they're going to go on to do, right? Because then now, because you built that rapport, that relationship of you guys both helping each other, like, they might then be in a position one day where, you know, they need you need something from them and they can help you with that as well. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's the point of building relationships as well. So many people get caught up in not wanting to share or, or this and that. But, you know, your 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 network is your net, net worth, right? That's that, that, that saying that, that people... Uh, have and it, it just comes again that human aspect of building that relationship and just being a good person that'll always lead you towards something bigger no for sure you know and everything's a balance so you know you, you really gotta it's not easy you know but yeah. it's it, it's worth it at the end of the day like, like nipsey hustle says you know <laughs> yeah yeah no 100 and also, I, like yeah, yeah. And i love i love how you talked about during the pandemic everybody's running scared and you saw the opportunity within it. i think that that's one of the other um big things because I, I i actually similarly did it well i bought my instead of buying my first house i bought a building that was for an investment um That's and it had a, it was a commercial space so like it was vacant obviously in the middle of the pandemic and the dude at that point just dropped his pants to sell it because everybody was scared of what the hell was going to happen with you know brick and mortar and i saw the opportunity i knew at one point it's going to bounce back and then it's going to become something that makes me money right rather than just taking money out of my pocket like a house would and uh and yeah and bro that was one of the best decisions of my entire life you know what i mean like it's become an income producing thing that i own now uh and it was because when everybody was running one way i was unafraid to go the other way you know what i'm saying so like that that's also the other thing it's like it, it's just like investors right they talk about people who play the stock market when everybody's yeah. selling and all that shit they're like yo that's the time when anybody who's a real investor is just gonna buy a ton of it up because they call it like it's on sale right um and that's For like sure. the mindset you got to develop is you know, when everybody else is running scared, you got to think to yourself, oh, wait, there's an opportunity somewhere in here if all these other people are scared now. No, nah, for sure, bro. You know, um, you got to be a risk taker, man. You know, mm -hmm. you got to be a risk taker, bro. And, uh, you know, uh, stand in what you believe in and go get it, you know? Yeah. If you lose, what do, what do we got to lose, bro? You know, I, I feel like if we lose, we learn, you know? That's a great, a great line. If we lose, we learn. It's true. And again, and like, I, I, always, I feel like I, I've said this before, but like, the reality is, man, like the only time 
you actually fail is when you give up, right? Because like inevitably you taking enough at bats, you're going to fucking hit one at some point. You know what I mean? Like it, it might not be the one you're expecting. It probably won't be when you're expecting it. But at some point you're bound to make contact if you're just throwing yourself in the ring that many times. Right. And, and I think that's what people have to have to kind of realize. They think, oh, I got that. I tried. I tried it and it didn't work out. So that was it for me. Sure. It's like, nah, that, that's not how you're going to to find success in whatever it is that you're doing. You just have to be relentless. And at some point, something is bound to pan out for you. No, for sure. And it's being realistic as well. You know, mm. you got to be realistic with yourself. It, anything is possible, man. But uh, you got to take accountability for yourself. If yep. you're not seeing results, then you got to go back to the gym and do something to fix that. You know, right. if you're not getting sales in, you know, people just want to blame whatever, you know, but reality, you could really get to where you want if you focus, you know? Yeah, no, that, and that's a good point. I, I love that, that point as well, because it's often like I tried it, 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 you know, and it didn't work. People didn't fuck with my idea or my creation or whatever it was. But instead, it's like, OK, well, what was I doing wrong? Right. Like what what in this situation was I doing wrong that it didn't work out in the way that I was hoping to? You know what I'm saying? If it's like. If you are a, a creator and you're trying to build up your following and but people aren't coming in the numbers you're hoping, it's not because, you know, uh, the algorithm sucks. I mean, it does, but it's not that's not the complete reason why you're not getting to where you want to be. It's like you what are you what do you have to adjust your content? Try something new. Whatever you're doing before wasn't working. So tweak it. Go try it and, and keep doing that same process until finally you start seeing some results. And then, you know, OK, this is the thing that actually works rather than the fact that it's just like, oh, I suck and I'm giving up at this point. Yeah, no, for sure. You'll never get nowhere, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a fact, man. So listen, bro, um, I, I, I appreciate your, your conversation and everything that you've been been putting out there. Um, so where can can people keep up with, with everything that you got going on and and, uh, and follow all the, the different projects that you're working on? Yeah, bro. So you guys can follow my Instagram at number one underscore world peace for my clothing brand and all the fashion shows and um newest drops you got going. Check us out and follow my personal page at saint.pantaleon, which is my last name, you know, and uh, oneworldpeacecode.com for everything, you know, for all the latest drops, you know, stay tuned on that. Dope. Right now, I'm about to drop next month a new collection that I just released on a runway show. So check that out, guys. You know, yeah. oh, bro, I listen. I love, I love what you're doing, man. I think uh, it's it's inspiring to to see, and I love the way that you're doing, man. All the shit like that cut the middleman part. It was like a, <laughs> I I I don't think I've I've put it into words like that before. I think it, if I think back to what's helped me get to where I am, that was so much of it. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that you. You brought that up and, and all the work you're doing, bro. Definitely, uh, hopefully when I when I come out there to the West Coast, we'll we'll be able to connect in person. Yeah, man, stop by, bro. Stop by the shop whenever you're around. Definitely. And, uh, if I'm everywhere out there, bro, I'll holler at you, man. Yeah, man, when you come to New York, hit me up. For sure, bro. Man, big shout out to my guest this week, Marvin Pantaleon, for hopping on the show. Man, I just love love hearing people's thought processes I'm bringing their ideas to life and making their dreams come true. And just like, you know, the little the little nuggets that you pick up of, of information along the way when you hear how somebody uh, went about making their their dream come true and bringing their idea to life. I just think that, you know, even for for someone like myself who um, has, has made that leap multiple times towards, you know, the things that I want in this life and taking that risk, uh, it's still 
you know, something that inspires me. It's still like a, a much needed reminder at times to to keep going down this path. You know, when you hear somebody else's story like that, it's it's definitely inspiring. Uh, and I hope it was inspiring for you. Now, speaking of you, I want to get your take on on a question that um, I'm basing off of today's conversation with Marvin. So we'll do that for our Ask a Gringo segment. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Ask a gringo. Uh, I have a question. All right, so for today's Ask a Gringo segment, I, uh, I asked y'all, what is a risk that you want to take but are nervous to do? And this one, I got flooded with with people 
giving me their their responses. Um, so I'm gonna read a few here, uh, but but I just think it was so. I don't know. I think it, it speaks a lot to the internal fear that I think many of us are holding on to when it comes to chasing after the life that we really want. So I, I hope that today's episode kind of brings you some some sort of comfort in the discomfort, if you will. Right now, um, let's see. At Chico de Bulge says relocating out of state and away from the familia, a.k.a. getting out of my comfort zone. Yeah, and I think this is something I've definitely struggled with. You know, I think I've definitely, I left home in different ways. I I never really truly left super far out of, um, you know, my 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 family of where they, where they lived. I mean, I did definitely travel a ton when I was younger. So I'd be gone for kind of months at a time. Uh, playing in bands and stuff like that. And yeah, it's not easy. It's scary to leave everything you've ever known. And I think that there's there's a, a time and place for everything, right? I think I'm at the point in my life right now where I've done a lot of the shit that I've wanted to do. And now for me, I want to make family a priority. So, you know, coming back to, to not back home, but close enough to my, my house where I get to see my parents on a, on a re- regular basis, you know, that's important to me now. You know, um, I've, I've gone out and experienced a life where I, you know, am chasing the dream. And now I want to want to kind of have some more roots. But, you know, there's different phases, different seasons in all of our lives. And and if something is calling you to go somewhere else, if you feel like your dream is, you know, uh, better served in another area, another city, if you have a job offer, whatever it might be, it's tough. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, you can go try it you fail, you come back home, it's a lesson learned, right? Just like we talked about with Marvin. And and at least you got to have that experience. You know, I think definitely being around our family oftentimes can hinder us because we end up getting coddled and we end up getting sort of uh, shielded from the outside world. And we're not, I think, learning or exploring or growing as much as we can. And it's not because, um, you know, especially, man, fuck, our... our <laughs> I know for for my family, I think it's very common for Latin families like, you know, you could be living with your family, you know, uh, till you're older, you get married. And then even then you could you know, still live with the family with your kids in the same house and everything like that. And nobody would bat an eye. My mom would love for me to still be living at home right now. You know, so it's easy to get caught up in that comfort, but, you know, when nobody when everybody's kind of telling, you know, just stay, just stay. But um, I'm rambling, just kind of saying like, you know, the discomfort is worth it. And, and sometimes, you know, you, you got to push yourself out of your bubble if you really want to see, you know, your, your own full potential at the end of the day. And I think that's what hopefully most of us are, are striving for or, or should be at least, right? Making the most of our time here uh, on this earth. At Cali.boy.auth said, man, so many things. Ultimately, I want to make my own path to be a successful life. But what if I fail? I think... That that's interesting to me, and and obviously I think it's something that all of us think about, right? You know, um, the idea of failure and then failing publicly, right? Especially like today's social media, where people are keeping tabs on you, or even just like if you're leaving your hometown and you end up having to come back, right? The embarrassment, and I'm using air quotes, the embarrassment of um, facing you know everybody and saying, "Oh yeah, it didn't work out," right? But I, I think you know again like today's conversation, like there's no failures, it's just lessons, right? And and if something didn't work, it's it's not 
oh, this isn't meant for me or I'm not cut out to find the success that I'm hoping for. It's like, no, I have to recalibrate. I have to readjust my approach, you know, and, and, and maybe pivot or, or um, try things a different way, right? That, that's what a failure should, should bring out in you. And of course, there's the like, disappointment. We're only human, you know, if we have an idea, we're excited about it and it doesn't pan out the way we hope. We're disappointed, we're upset, we're sad about it. There's normal, you know, those are normal human emotions. But you can't allow it to just stop you from doing what you're doing. Again, like the only failure is quitting at the end of the day. And things aren't necessarily going to pan out exactly how you'd hope in the time frame that you hope. But inevitably, like I said, you know, earlier, like you keep trying things, you keep putting yourself out there. Eventually, you're bound to hit on something. It's just, you know, odds, right? Like the odds are in your favor at that point. It's impossible for that not to happen if you keep going, right? So I think, you know, not worrying about, about failure, just worrying about happiness and understanding the fact that, again, there is no real failure. It's a it's a fucking lesson at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like if you were in school and you got a bad grade on a test, your life wasn't over there, right? It was like, oh, I, I have to relearn something. I have to go back and hit the books harder, right? If I want to do good on the next test. And and that's all that, that, that this is in life, right? Except, it, you know, obviously there's more at risk, more at stake. There's money, there's time, you know, whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, all of this stuff is just meant to keep teaching you something until you get it right. And that's how you have to look at the idea of taking a risk um, and going down the path uh, towards living out your dreams. Because, dude, like, what what is the meaning of life to just, you know, kind of live this mediocre way that you're not really happy about? Like, why, why, why even sort of, I don't know, I, I'm not, I don't want to get dark, but it's also like, it's, for me, if I'm not going down the path that I want, or at least trying to live the life that I want, I'm wasting my life at that point, right? And again, we all have responsibilities. We all have different circumstances. So I'm not saying go drop everything and, and run after you know, your dreams right now, but you got to figure out a way to, to begin to scratch that itch and to explore that with whatever free time or resources that you have, right? Because that's the only thing that makes life worth living is a life that is full of passion um, for, for the things that you're, you're doing. And let's see, last one here. I'm going to keep it anonymous. I'm not sure if they want me to, to say it's kind of personal, but they said, uh, to see a therapist, I'm scared to see one and find out how messed up or unfixable I am. Pretty sad. At the end of the day, you're not unfixable. Nobody is. Nobody's broken. Nobody is too far gone or whatever it might be. Like, I think what you have to realize, what I've realized from all of this stuff from these conversations with therapists and, and, and you know, reading and, and different things like that is everything that is going on within us. And obviously there are certain maybe, uh, you know, things that some of us are predisposed to. But for the most part, everything is a learned behavior, you know, or it's a reaction to something that happened to us. Right. And because it is something that came from an external source. That, that means that we could also get rid of it, right? It's not something that is like inherently a part of us. It's just, again, a behavior that we learn, you know, a way that we've learned to deal with things, a way of thinking that sort of drives us towards being depressed or anxious or whatever it might be. And those are all things that we can unlearn. And it's not always easy. It's probably, in fact, not going to be easy. It's going to be a long, never-ending process. But over time with the work, with therapy, with talking to someone, with, you know, being proactive, like 
you can become better and undo some of those habits or those negative um, feelings that you 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 find yourself sort of living with, right? And you know, I'm somebody who has suffered with depression and anxiety, and it's an ongoing struggle. But I also know that the the fix or the you know the betterment of myself is possible right Be, because the things that are causing these feelings in me were learned behaviors right things from my childhood trauma that happened to me the way that i interpreted stuff right and i know that i've made gigantic strides over the last couple of years you know with my depression and my anxiety and even in those moments of having it being able to talk myself down a bit right that's been a huge um huge thing where I can literally just be like in a depressed mode and look at it almost like an outsider and, and kind of say, like, hey, you're just in like a loop right now of of depression. This isn't going to last forever. It never does. And, and you know, just kind of be aware of those feelings of, of what's coming up. But, you know, talk, remember that this won't last forever. Right. And that's like you're talking yourself through it. And I don't know what everybody, obviously, I can only speak for myself. I, I don't know what everybody's issues are. But at the end of the day, with enough work, with enough help, we can begin to undo and unlearn, you know, some of the damaging uh, thoughts or behaviors or things like that that we've adapted. So, you know, you, you shouldn't have any fear of going to a therapist at all. You know, um, there's there's not going to be some moment that happens where a therapist just says, sorry, you're just too fucked up for me to talk to. Like, that just doesn't happen. That's not a real thing. And And also, what I will say is, be prepared to have to go see multiple therapists until you find one that you like, right? And and that's like a process. That's like dating. You know, you 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 have to, you know, you can't think that the first one is going to be the one that you gel with. You know, there are different things that work for different people. And I've seen multiple, multiple therapists at different points in my life. Um, I'm currently seeing one right now that, you know, I think is exactly who I need to see for this point in my life, you know, and that might change later down the road. Um, but again, you know, it's it's an ongoing process. You have to be committed to it. It's not easy, um, but but it, it will change your life, you know, and being dedicated towards um, getting over some of the, the things that plague you, you know, uh, is completely necessary. And again, there's no such thing as being too broken, too fucked up or anything like that. Like uh, this is this is all learned behavior. And because it's all learned behavior, it means that we can also then unlearn it by by doing the work. And with that said, thank you all so much for participating at DJ Dramas on Instagram if you want to be a part of these conversations. Now, with that said, let's tie everything we talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi. I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky, quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. 
Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's dot. Time for conclusion soon. Mm. All right, so I, I did want to address one more thing because I, I got a lot of people in the response to that question uh, talking about wanting to leave their job. And I know that this is not an easy thing. You know, I'm I'm somebody who struggled with this as well. I left arguably the biggest radio show in the world to go out on my own and and I left behind a lot of a lot of things in doing so right and it was a decision that took me a few years to really finally pull the trigger on and um even you know after the fact wondering if I I did the right thing so I can relate to this in in so many different ways especially that was a job where I had a steady paycheck and and probably the one of the safest gigs in uh, in this industry where, um, you know, everybody's job is on the line uh, for the most part, you know, so it was a really stable job and came with a lot of perks as well. Right. And I still pulled that trigger because I knew that I wanted something else for myself. I knew I wanted to use my voice. I knew that I wanted to be my own boss. And, and, you know, I, I planned, you know, the, the jump that I made and all these different things. And, and I, I, I'm, setting up that base to tell you that it was worth it. And I don't know if I'm going to be living out this dream in this way forever. I might have to go back to a nine to five. I might do this. I might pivot careers, do that. Right. But regardless, I don't regret it. I'm two years out from it now. And there's been a lot of ups and downs throughout the course of, of that transition. But it's one of the best decisions I've ever made because I'm, I'm proud of myself. I don't have that, that thing in the back of my head wondering, what if, what if I would, have, would leave and do this? You know, could I make it type of thing, right? I, I, I'm living out life on my terms right now. And I think that there's something so empowering about that. And for me, it's just been 
a dream come true. And I and I can't stress it enough. Like if if something is calling you to the point where you're just like, yo, I hate being at my job. I hate doing this. This isn't fun for me anymore. I'm not passionate about it. I want to do something else. Like you got to listen to that intuition for whatever reason. Something inside of you is telling you like it's time to move on from this. And it's fucking scary. I get it. Um, and I don't think it's something that should be taken lightly or made on a whim. But you have to scratch that itch. You have to figure out what it is that is calling you towards that, right? If that's something bigger than any of us can really fathom, right? That's There's something divine, spiritual, whatever it might be. Um, if you're religious, it's like God speaking straight through you, right? It, there's something inherently telling you it's time to move on from this and 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 you know go towards something else. And um, I think a life that was was truly lived is one that um, allowed for that sort of exploration and passion and following of intuition. You know, I think there's there's something special to that. So if you're being called in that way to move on from your job, whatever it might be, and as scary as it is, like you should really consider that. You know, and put together a plan. You know, make yourself comfortable in the way of like, how am I going to transition out of this? Um, how much money do I want to have saved up? What is going to be my plan of action? Like, you know, iron it, iron out exactly what you are going to do so you can hit the ground running, right? And and hopefully that brings you some sort of comfort. Um, but but it'd be my advice for anybody asking, do it. Because worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. You have to go back to that job with your, your tail between your legs like so what at least you you knew that you went after something right like that 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 wonder you know that that sits in the back of your head i wonder what would happen if i did this like that's gone now and you can kind of recalibrate readjust and and get ready for the next you know uh leap of faith if you will and i and i think that's exactly what someone like like marvin did talking you know uh, marvin did today on the on, on our show like what we were talking about like you know he didn't have a ton of money he created you know, kind of a a bigger vision for what he wanted, right? His goal was to be able to do this backpack giveaway. And then he kind of figured it out along the way, you know, you know, and you don't have to have every single step figured out if you have a general plan of action in place. And obviously it's different for everybody else. He was he was fired, so he really didn't have time to create a plan of action. But you know, I think at the end of the day, if you're hungry enough, you're gonna figure out ways to make it make it all work out, right? He went and figured out how to just get his first batch of shirts and then, you know, building, building, building from there. And um, I, I just think, you know, that that risk taking, you know, um, and going after what you want and having belief in something bigger than yourself, like all of those things, man, are just crucial to our, our happiness in in life. And, and I think the other big thing that I really took away from from him was cut out the middleman, right? And it's something I've been doing, but I've never really put it out into words, I feel like, before. But it's like trying to do as much as you can, like, and obviously doing it well um, on your own, right? And understanding, like he said, like now he prints shirts for other people. That's a, a skill that he learned, right? Like if the clothing company, God forbid, something happens where, you know, it's no longer selling, he still has that skill. He can keep doing what he's been doing with building merchandise for other brands right printing merchandise for other brands again like he made himself um you know an invaluable asset to other people at this point right and and on top of that it makes his it makes his um 
you know, passion, his brand, not have to bear the entire burden of producing, you know, his entire salary, his entire income, right? And and even like for me, you know, I was talking about the, the building that I bought and, you know, building a podcast studio. I'm getting ready to open this studio up to the, the public, right? So now not only is it my studio that I use to record, um, but I can potentially bring in income from other people renting it for me as well. And this building, I have a partnership with U-Haul, right? They use my parking lot to rent trucks. Like I'm never planned on being in the business of U-Haul or even owning like a studio that I would rent to people, uh, you know. But all of this stuff adds an extra level of padding for me living out my dreams, right? It adds another another source of income for me. And therefore, you know, podcasting or my creative work, my books, whatever, doesn't have to be just the only thing I rely on for income, right? It, it allows me to have a little bit of that pressure taken off. And again, when you're doing great in one area, it doesn't mean it's always going to last forever, right? So having other other things going on that can supplement that income when, you know, maybe your creative work is slowing down a little bit. Like all of that to me is how we can find some sort of safety net in the world of being an entrepreneur, the world of, of living at your dreams. And you have to be thinking larger than what's in front of you. I think that's what I'm trying to get at here is um, in general, always think about what are the other options for things? What are other avenues I can utilize that are, go hand in hand with what I'm currently doing, right? Uh, and uh, to me, that was one of the big takeaways from um, what Marvin was was doing in his story. And I think lastly, it's the idea of community, which, you know, is something that I talk about um, a lot. Right. That's something I'm always, always talking about. And uh, and giving back and, you know, each person is helping one another. Right. And, and you're all um, sort of feeding, you know, e each other's visions and things like that. And like. All of that is incredibly important in building that and connecting with people and giving back. And, and, and man, I just think so many different things about that conversation was, was on point for, for what I'm, uh, where I am in life and what I want, what my vision is, you know, for, for all of us. Like, I want us to be able to, A, think bigger than what we were taught, but then also give back once we've kind of reached that, that top of the ladder, right? Like somebody told me once, when you climb the ladder, you then have to throw it back down for the next person, you know? Um, and I think that's an important mindset to have. But actually, I want to read something from my book real quick. Because I know we're talking about discomfort, right? And I had written something about, about that in, uh, in my book. So my book, I said, um, I said learn, to, learn to love and embrace being uncomfortable. It means you're challenging yourself. You are growing. You are becoming better than ever before. It's a sign that change is actually happening. This is what it means to truly be alive. And I just want to read that because I know a lot of people are talking about the fear. They're, they're scared of leaving their comfort zone and all those things. And um, you have to learn how to rewire your brain to see that as exciting, to see the discomfort as a sign that you're on the right path and that you're truly alive in that moment. And then, you, and then, you know, within that, doing that mindset shift, now when that discomfort happens, there's a bit of excitement, right? Because you know, like, oh shit, like I'm on something completely new. I'm, I'm getting better. Like the fact that I'm feeling uncomfortable means that I'm growing right now. 
and and that's something you know um, to embrace and to to kind of keep in mind in those moments where you're feeling a little bit uh, nervous about going after whatever it is that that's on your your heart, you know, or or pushing yourself for for something more. Uh, and the books I just started shipping them this um, this week. So just be NYC. I've been signing them. If you want to pick them up on the site, uh, you can still get one of the first edition ones, which I'll sign personally for you. After that, we're sending them to Amazon, so I won't be able to sign them from that point. But justbe.nyc, some dope merch on there as well if you want to pick it up. And Street Stoke Podcast, uh, man, season one is coming to an end this week. I'm, I'm sad, but really excited about uh, all the work we've done. So go check that out if you haven't yet. Uh, my little daily inspirational podcast. And that's it. I'll, uh, I'll catch you all on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode. Till then, stay safe. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.